our vision as a church uh, here at St. Matthew's um, is to be in its fullest sense, its fullest godly sense, a Christian community that is welcoming, vibrant and serving our community. We want to be a real live witness to God's love in action. And everything that we aspire to do, everything, this is an encouragement and a reminder to us all, uh, we want to be viewed through the lenses of Christian discipleship, outreach and service, all with a characteristic of grace and gentleness. And all of this is impossible, not possible, impossible, without that firm foundation of prayer that I referred to just now. Anything and everything that we do as Christ's church, here and elsewhere, would be like a house built on sand, the sand of our own worldly endeavours and efforts, without that foundation of prayer. But with a true, honest and living foundation of prayer, both as individuals and together as church communities here and across the Church of Christ, all we do will be built on the strongest and firmest of foundation, that solid rock that is God's love for us, God's heart for us and God's purposes for us. And today's short reflection is an encouragement to us, I hope, wherever you are in your journey of faith, whether you're a Christian of many years or whether you're still starting out, it is an encouragement, we hope, to go deeper instead of going faster, which is the way of the world. Go deeper in prayer in your time spent speaking with, listening to, and resting in the presence of God. And this is an absolutely crucial foundation to the maturity of faith and trust in Jesus Christ, which we long for. It is a crucial foundation to a growing relationship with our Father in Heaven. And it's also a truly beautiful place to be. Martin Luther said, Prayer is a powerful thing, for God has bound us to himself there too. None can believe how powerful prayer is and what it is able to affect but those who have learned by its experience. None can believe how powerful prayer is and what it is able to affect but those who have learned it by experience. Experience is everything. Absolutely everything. We can have a sort of a a head thought about these things. But to know it and experience the grace and power of God in a real sense changes lives. The phrase, I'll pray for you, or statements referencing our thoughts and prayers go with you, are often liberally and easily said. And as Christians... We want to live honestly, and we want to know the reality of such phrases. And if we do, then our personal lives and our life as a community of faith will be transformed. And this is because, as Paul says in verse 9, 
we will genuinely be filled with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Do you know, I'm not, but I could be, the wittiest of modern vicars, working with the biggest team of Christian professionals, with vast experience in five-year plans, visions, team building, presentations, public speaking, administration, pastoral care, whatever it might be but without a firm foundation of prayer. This would be that house built on sand. Sure, I absolutely get that with quite a lot of human effort, drive and energy, church communities can achieve a degree of growth come success, which may indeed give people real encouragement in the short term. But, friends, there is so, so, so much more to life and faith than this. And as we contemplate and process what total surrender to God might mean, I encourage each one of you to open your hearts and minds freshly today, now, in this moment, to what is in store for me and for you if we take those steps to go yet deeper and deeper with Jesus. I've titled this brief reflection, Discipleship Prayer. Because being a disciple means being a follower. And discipleship prayer is at the heart of being a Christian. And as we pray more, we grow in our spiritual life. That is, we grow in our life that is all about our relationship with God. And as we pray and as we spend time with God, our relationship deepens and gradually and wonderfully our lives and God's purposes for us and his world become more closely connected. And this is the amazing spur to transformative living and action for and with others. It's like two diverging paths. Well, actually, God's path is always straight and true, isn't it? But maybe we're over here, and we're growing closer and closer and closer and closer to those straight ways that are made for Jesus Christ and by Jesus Christ for our lives. And we align more and more with God's purposes and his will. Just thinking about that fills me with a sense of awe. And I'm thinking now, Lord, help me to align my life more and more with yours. How amazing would that be? There are several examples of discipleship prayer in the Bible. The teaching of the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6 is, of course, the most well-known. And this passage, these few verses from Colossians, it's also such a prayer. We're just going to very briefly, over the next few minutes, just focus on a couple of bits of this. In a way, there was so much in these two verses, I didn't quite know where to start. Uh, literally, you can go through uh, these few verses, 9 to 14, and you can dwell on virtually every single word, and God will speak to you through it. I'm afraid we just haven't got time for that today, so we've just got a headline, two or three things. But I encourage you to do that. It's an extraordinary passage. 
Our passage is from, as I said, Paul's letter to the Colossians. And Colossae was in what is now known as modern Turkey. And uh, they were a relatively new church, a relatively new Christian community of people who were very young in their faith. And Paul is encouraging them. He's warning them away from false teachings, and he gives them guidance on the Christian life, and he prays for them. That's a broad summary of Colossians. Short but wonderful letter. Do read it. And after the initial thanksgiving at the beginning, we have a first few verses of thanksgiving. In these verses that I've chosen today, Paul specifically prays for them. He is interceding to God for them. You'll see that our passage actually starts with a sort of a a continuum. It starts with words linking back to that previous passage, those opening verses, for this reason. And this is important because what what God has already done for us in Jesus Christ, which Paul is thanking God for at the beginning of this letter, therefore means that we can pray confidently about what God will do in our lives hereafter. For this reason, Paul says. But we're just going to focus on three brief headlines to help us grow deeper and mature in our faith. Firstly, verse 9. Right at the beginning, Paul prays that we may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Do you want to know what God's will is for your life? Do you want to know what God's will is for this church at St. Matthew's? I do. I spend an awful lot of my time during every part of the week thinking, Lord, show me the way to go on this. But this phrase means so much more. Because in addition to knowledge of God's will for us, this is also a prayer for you and me to understand the heart of God better. Deborah and I have been married for many decades now. And as we've spent time together, we have grown together in knowledge and understanding of each other at a very, very deep level, warts and all. We know each other really, really well. And I guess my question coming out of this to myself to share with all of us today is how well, when we think about relationships like that, do we know God? This is about more than just understanding what we might want or what we may do in any given circumstance. It is not just head knowledge. It is heart knowledge and understanding about who God is. And as we understand the heart of God, as we grow deeper and deeper in our personal relationship with God, as we understand the whole being of God, 
we can then more fully understand his will for our lives. We can pray too that we can grow in knowledge and understanding of God. This is a great prayer for you and me to take away. If we don't know what to pray, pick up passages from scripture like this and pray them for yourselves and for the world. We can pray, Lord help us to grow in knowledge and understanding of you. So that, verse 10, as we move on, we can then live lives worthy of him, pleasing to him, and bearing fruit for him. In other words, grow in holiness. We had a slight reference to this in our Alpha talk this week, mentioning that word sanctification, which means becoming more holy like the holiness of God, drawing closer to him, sanctification. As children grow up and develop, we pray and we hope that they will begin to learn and show and share good habits and behaviours which will, will demonstrate to us their growing maturity and their understanding. And when children do something lovely, like, for instance, asking if they can help us or bringing a cup of tea uh, when we're not well or, or showing love and understanding when we're having a difficult time, you suddenly realise, don't you, how they are growing up in beautiful ways. And so it is too with your and my relationship with God our Father and bearing fruit for him and growing in holiness. Paul prays for us to grow in knowledge and understanding of God so that we can grow in holiness like God. But remember, this growth is not something that you and I can do by ourselves, as I referenced at the beginning. Otherwise, we'd be striving and working hard, but walking through sand dunes. And what hard work is that? In our King's Kids uh, ministry, we have a wonderful ministry on Tuesday mornings, um, which is a ministry to uh, mums, dads, grannies, grandpas, carers, and their very little tots called King's Kids. And uh, we hold it downstairs, and loads of people from our community come to it. And uh, there's lots of just play, conversation together, and a short Bible story every week, and another story. <clears throat> and in our King's Kids ministry this week, uh, courtesy of the wonderful Sarah Stroud, who's downstairs and is producing great crafts for me every single week. Praise God. Thank you, Sarah. Um, we had a craft designed around the verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6 to 7, where it reminds us that we can plant and water, but it is God who makes things grow. That verse actually says, I pour, plant, and polis waters, or whatever, but it's is God who makes things grow. And our very simple craft was this. You've got to admire the colouring in, because the colouring in was mine, and I photocopied it. The very simple craft was this. Very simple. That's all. Just a little reminder from our Bible story. How God makes things grow. We can plant the seed, we can do all sorts of things, but it is God 
who makes things grow. So we grow in knowledge and understanding of God so that we can grow further in holiness like God. And then finally this morning, we will then also grow, verse 11, in the spiritual power of God. May you be made strong, says Paul, in all the strength that comes from his glorious power, not ours. May you be made strong in all the strength that comes from his glorious power. A common mistake of our worldly lives and practices and rhythms, which can so easily infect and impact our approach to church life too, is us thinking and acting for ourselves and with our habits and needs, and perhaps then interpret them as God's will. Doing all the stuff and then sort of overlaying God on what we've done. Easily done. The power and strength which enables the plant to grow, which enables you and me to grow in faith, understanding, knowledge and holiness, is not our power at all. It is not our strength. It is the power and strength of God in and through his Holy Spirit. Discipleship prayer, prayer which seeks divine help to grow closer to God and be more like Jesus, is foundational to our lives of faith as individuals and also as Christ's church here on earth. And the more time you and I spend sitting in the presence of God, thinking about Holy Scripture, saying whatever is on our hearts and minds to God, or just being quiet in his presence. The more time we spend with God in prayer, the more we are spurred on by his power and his strength to go deeper and deeper in knowledge and understanding of God. And our lives of faith and relationships of trust deepen and grow like that plant, all fed and watered by the power of God's Holy Spirit. And discipleship prayer is also the most beautiful, powerful, meaningful, purposeful time that any of us could ever spend. I wonder how many of you these days sync your devices at work or at home. There's a lot of syncing of devices going on. I have to say, I am still being a tech dinosaur, struggling with syncing. Deborah has got syncing sorted out. You're always syncing the Apple things, aren't you? Unless they don't work. You know, the syncing is when you've got sort of, you know, um, something on the cloud here and something on your phone there and something on your, your, your tablet there, I think. And then you turn on a button. I know Rose was thinking, oh my goodness. And you turn on the button or the computer and you do something. But basically, they all speak to each other. And it means all that information, all that information is all coordinated onto these devices. So whichever device you look at has all exactly the same information synced together. So, friends, like all those devices... Let's sync 
our lives more and more completely with God's. So that we can, as the song goes later on, we will sing it, so that you and I can every single day dance to the beat of God's heart. And let's start freshly today with some discipleship prayer. I'm just going to read these verses out again to end with, because it is a prayer, and it's a prayer that you can use whenever and wherever you want to. You can turn to 1, Corinthians, 1 Colossians chapter 9, and you can say these verses as a prayer. Shall we pray? May we not cease praying that we may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that we may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him as we bear fruit in every good work, as we grow in the knowledge of God. May we be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power. And may we be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled us to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Amen.